1: Here we go again.
0: It's another podcast day. I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. And Ooh. this is how we talk now.
1: Waking up with a cup of smiles. <laughs> uh. Actually, I woke up <clears throat> with a new fear. Oh? I don't want to say I'm living a life of fear, but I uh, talked to her earlier this morning on the radio show about Bo Jackson.
0: Oh, yeah. One of the greatest athletes ever, I think.
1: It's pretty remarkable when you yeah. think about it. I know he wasn't the only person to do this, but there's not many who did, who well, was a legitimate two-sport athlete.
0: Michael Jordan did two sports, but one of them he didn't do too well, did he?
1: He wasn't the best baseball player. No. Dion Sanders, I think, did it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Bo Jackson was famous. for In the late 80s, he was a NFL player and a good one, and also a professional baseball player. Like He played for the Kansas City Royals he, and, and he, was good.
0: And at the same time, right? It's not like he finished one career and then went, I'm going to try ball now.
1: No, no. (laughs) He would spend his summers playing baseball and his fall and winter playing football. And
0: somebody pointed out this morning, too, he wasn't just good. He was an all-star in both sports.
1: And, yeah, he had to be the biggest, buffest-looking baseball player you've ever seen in your life. The guy was built like a truck. Uh, But some story just came out about Bo Jackson and how since July he has had the hiccups. That is nuts. Isn't that insane? I didn't— I didn't really know you could get him for that long. I know you could get him for a little bit, but almost a year of does, stuck with hiccups. Does he hiccup in his sleep? He must. Ooh, I don't get how that works. He said he's tried everything from being scared to hanging upside down to chugging water to smelling the ass of a porcupine.
0: I, I had no idea that was a thing. That I, just sounds to me like his friends were like, hey, I got a good one. Let's do this to Bo. Let's tell him that he sniffs <laughs> a porcupine's ass. He'll be
1: cured." Yeah, that just tells me he has a pretty good friend group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they mess with them pretty good, wow, cause I don't know why that would cure your hiccups but. if you had
0: a friend who could not stop hiccupping, I think I would probably have to break up with that friend because that Whoa. sounds terrible because can you imagine trying to go to a movie with that everybody would be like, "What what's your deal, man? Stop,
1: yeah, like you said, what if uh, you have to attend a funeral and you spend the whole time Hurr. Yeah. Hurr. <laughs> <laughs> just down everyone will think you're drunk the whole time, yeah. I think that guy's hammered.
0: I know somebody who, when she gets the hiccups, her hiccups are so loud that it's to the point where I'm like, do you have to be that loud? (laughs) You're
1: getting mad at them?
0: Yes. Shape up. It's like people with an excessively loud sneeze. It's the same thing. And I know we've talked about that before. I think people with an exceptionally loud sneeze, sneeze are just looking for attention.
1: I have one of those exceptionally. I do I know you loud do. honk.
0: I've <laughs> heard that before and it's like, holy crap. It hurts my bones. It, was, it would have been tough for you during the pandemic because oh, it's it like was. when we were all trying to suppress our sneezes and our coughs for fear that we'd be like shamed into the woods. Yeah. But yeah, you couldn't hide that thing.
1: I still feel like I have to hide it. Like when you get hiccups though, are they as loud as your sneeze? No, they're not quite that loud. Yeah. But- you know, I, you know, I've you know i never had them for that long. I would say maybe like an hour would be the longest I've ever had them. To have them for a year? That'd be terrible. That would ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't go to movies. You couldn't do all these things. Like, What if you have to fire somebody? Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop sneezing. <laughs> what if your dream was to become like a ninja assassin where you have
1: to sneak up on people? Yeah, you don't hear James Bond dealing with the hiccups. No. I, there must be some MI6 secret to not having the hiccups. Because, yeah, that's, uh, you know, you're in pretty thick waters. You're doing some pretty heavy stuff, and all of a sudden, <gasps> yeah. There's so,
0: there's two things you can't do when you're becoming a ninja assassin or uh, whatever.
1: MI what? MI6? MI6.
0: No corduroy, no hiccups.
1: Yeah, I don't think Tom Cruise has hiccups when he's scaling the side of a high rise tower. Yeah. No, sir. Uh, so to have that, so new fear unlocked, having the hiccups for a full year. He says he now has to have a medical procedure. He said he had doctors, like, looking down his throat. They couldn't figure this out. So he has to have a procedure to try and eliminate his hiccups. What if it doesn't work? What if it's just the rest of his life?
2: You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet.
0: Wow! Lube City. Wow. Lube Lube City. We have the lubes. Well, that's pretty good. I don't think anyone's doing that. No. No. I think they should jump all over that one. They should. Lube City, they got like 27 Alberta locations. (sighs) That's just the right amount. Ask me, Bryce, where's the one nearest me right now? Where's the one nearest you right now? I have no idea, but you can find out online, lubecity.ca.
2: Ooh, fancy. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time.
1: It's nice that so many of us are sitting around thinking about what could have been. Yeah. What if you had stayed playing hockey? What if you had kept on playing the piano?
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. Just because you played hockey when you're seven doesn't mean you would have
1: made the NHL. A lot of people seem to think that. Yeah, oh, I could have made the league, man. I yeah.
0: don't know that you could have. You sure about that?
1: Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by.
0: We were talking on the show yesterday about things you, you know, you did as a kid, and then you quit doing that thing, and now as a grown-up adult, you kind of regret quitting that thing because you'd probably be really good at it by now. Maybe it was piano. Maybe it was violin. Maybe it was speaking French. I don't know. A lot of people said, yeah, to speak French. Like, I wish I could speak another language.
1: Yeah, you learn that as a kid, forget everything immediately. And now as an adult, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to, you know, have a second language under your belt.
0: Yeah. Somebody said, I wanted to be queen when I was little. Mm -hmm. Sad I didn't pursue that. Clearly, if you're dedicated enough... You can be queen. Well, I don't think that's how the monarchy works, but... Yeah, I'm not sure that's a job you can apply to. Somebody else said, I wish I would have stuck with my McDonald's job. Could have been a store owner by now. Again,
1: not how that works. No, I think you buy your way into that
0: one, don't you? so. (laughs) It's not cheap. Oh, we were talking about... um, Would you rather have a friend who's a brand new tattoo artist, wants to get into tattooing, Or a friend that's pursuing their pilot's license. Right. And I, oh God, I don't want any amateur tattoos. No, I still- I don't want to go flying with-
1: Yeah, yeah. both are bad options. Yeah. I still vote pilot because if it goes poorly, at least it's over quickly, whereas if the tattoo goes poorly, oh boy, it has decades of that on your face or whatever.
0: So when he said, funnily, funnily, funnily enough, my friend group includes both a tattoo artist And a dude with his pilot's license. Oh. I would rather get the tattoo from the new artist because the pilot committed a hit and run. (laughs)
1: What? Like with his plane?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Was it with a plane? Because that would be messy. Like did he hit and run a goose? Like what was going on here? That's gross. Can you give us the rest of the details, please, if you're still out there?
1: Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to know that kind of history with your pilot.
0: Yeah. The person you saw passed out at your last New Year's Eve party at like nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, the the lamp shade on his head. Yeah. My prom date from nineteen ninety is a pilot for WestJet now. I'd fly with her any day of the week. That's from Chris. Okay. Yeah, but she's also got like what, thirty some years of experience under her belt now? Would you have flown with her back in
1: 1990? That's the question. Yeah, probably not. No. Uh, this one says, I'm a guy. I was in gymnastics and sports. I made several grown men cringe because I could do the full splits to the side. Ooh. Kind of wish I was still that bendy. Yeah, that's Se- off putting to see that. Seeing anybody, man or woman, do the, the splits, splits yeah. makes me uncomfortable. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast.
0: This is Sonic. Hi.
2: Hey, good morning how are you doing oh great how about you I am good I'm good I'm reminiscing a little bit about my my childhood uh, and what I used to do back then yeah yeah what do you wish you would have stuck with I kind of wish I would have stuck with ringette, and my dad made me choose, because ringette and curling were both conflicting. He's like, okay, you need to choose, and just pick one. And I'm like, all right, I choose ringette. He's like, no, you're choosing curling, because you're not going to do anything with ringette. So, he made that choice for
0: me. In your dad's defense, I think you probably have a better chance at going pro with the curling.
2: And you know what? I went to nationals back in the day, so he was right, and, you know, he's usually right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still curl to this day? I do, yeah. Not competitively, but, yeah, if I didn't curl, I think I'd be disowned from my family, so. Oh. Curlers, too.
0: It's like... You see curlers from 30, 40 years ago, and it just all looks like a bunch of people your dad went drinking with. Now you look at curlers, like the men and the women, they're absolutely ripped.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a a whole different game. But, yeah, uh, yeah, back in the day, they're like smoking during the world championships. I know. (laughs) And
0: they're wearing like
2: these oversized
0: sweaters, and now they're wearing like skin tight. Like you can see muscle. Yes. Yeah.
2: And the commitment with the, uh, with all their exercise is pretty fantastic. Hey, what's your name? My name is Shay. I think you made the right choice. I think so, too. Yeah, not to I kind I wish I could stab a few rings here and there.
0: <laughs> yeah, not to say, yeah, that ringette is a bad sport or anything, but I think you could, like, you can play, you can curl until you're 85. I don't know that yeah. you can play ringette till you're 85.
2: You know what? My grandma curled until she was (laughs) ninety. Oh, (laughs) really?
0: Yeah, Yeah. but how old was she when she
2: quit ringette? (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah, she was probably in her sixties. Anyway, thank you, Shay. I appreciate the phone call. How about you? What do you wish you would have stuck with that you did as a kid?
2: This is the Garner Andrew
0: Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I kind of do wish I would have stuck with hockey. Like I was never going to be pro at it, but I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun playing hockey. But it was the parents that ruined it, and it wasn't my parents. Yeah, they get a little into it, a little too into it. It sucked. I don't know. Uh, Basically, the NHL was robbed of my gift. Yes,
1: Yeah. yes, yes. The number of people that could have made the show (laughs) if I had stuck with it.
0: Well, did you see this text? Uh, My husband could have gone pro in ball, but he was more into chasing girls. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Has he got a good fastball? One thing I know about professional athletes is that they do not chase girls.
0: No, 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 no. They're to bed early, up early, to work out, to hit the gym. Absolutely. Uh, This is from Kayla. I took karate in middle school, but quit to focus on my grades. I wish I had stuck with it because I was really good. I went from a white belt to an orange belt. That's like skipping two grades in karate belts. Wow. Uh, I can't wear either a white or an orange belt. Like, it just, I have nothing to wear those belts with.
1: Yeah, the orange is not flattering on me either.
0: And do you have anything you could wear a white belt with? I don't think you do. Like, you wear black jeans all the time.
1: Some people can pull off the white belt with the black jeans. I just don't know. I feel like the white belt sends the same message as the white sunglasses. You Mm. know? Oh, okay. That's how I feel I'd be taken. Well, I do like that look on the golf course, though. Where you got the
0: dark golf pants and the white belt on the golf course. That's going to do it for the segment in
1: the show where we talk about golf fashion. That's something I know nothing about is the order of karate belts. No, neither do I. So I'm just going to take your word that that's like skipping two grades.
0: <laughs> oh, we were talking earlier, too, about uh, if you had a friend who all of a sudden is like, hey, guys, I'm getting my pilot's license. And you've, everybody has maybe 10 friends. And nine of those friends are people you would never fly with. You would never trust those friends to take you up in the sky in a death
1: trap. Yeah, most of those friends you don't even like being in a car with. Yeah.
0: So how do you dodge that? How many times do you say no to your friend who's just got their pilot's license? I don't know. Somebody said family member was a new pilot, took me and the kids up in their plane Before takeoff, they read the flight instructions for passengers off of a laminated card, including three long sentences about not smoking. I don't smoke. The kids were under eight years old. This did not boost my confidence in this guy's judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Now, kids, if you're going to light a dart, wait till we're back on the ground.
1: Oh, that's good. Man, that is a tough call. Yeah, how do you worm your way out of that one? Maybe what we should
0: do on the show is we should uh, name, I mean, everybody, name the people in your friend circle that you would never fly with
1: if they were a pilot. I don't think I've ever met anybody that would be comfortable being my pilot, present company included. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Guess what I'm working on, Bryce? Guess where I've been going every afternoon.
0: I've been working on my pilot's license. I don't want to
1: know my pilot. It's just like you probably shouldn't know your doctor. Again, that's
0: something that uh, that's a, a violation I've made in my personal life as well.
1: Yeah. You've taken some steps. I ha- Oh, yeah. No below the waist or above the knee. Well, yeah. At least we have that. You, you know, you have that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to know pilots, and I don't want to know doctors.
0: You're listening to The Gardner Andrews Show with Prize Kelly Podcast. A lot of musical uh, instruments. Somebody said, um, here's another karate person. Wish they would have stuck with it. Somebody else said, from the ages of 18 to 21, I got into race stock cars in southern alberta it was the only sport i was ever good at i won a bunch of races even won the league championship in my second year but then i decided to go to college and never got a chance to do it again until a few years ago but now i'm old and scared and didn't take the opportunity still kind of wish i'd stuck with it ah, it's not too late to get back in. just use your daily driver enter it in a stock car race why not Here's somebody else who could have said they could have gone pro in hockey. Are you sure? Oh, to all the pilot people, too. Those people that wish they would have got their pilot's license. I don't know. Maybe we should spend some time on the radio calling out the one friend you would fly with and the one friend you would never fly with if they got their pilot's license. Somebody said, I would fly with bunch of my friends and acquaintances I would not fly with my husband or my friend Carly I love that you've called Carly out by name fantastic uh, this is from Mark a friend of mine took me up in a plane and then purposely stalled it basically we were going straight up until it stalled plummeted back to earth till he started it again I will never trust that friend again Ooh, god I would hate every second of that Here's somebody else My uncle's a helicopter pilot Whenever we would visit him in BC He would take my mom and I up And fly around Prince George My mom is terrified of heights But she faced her fears And went up Until my uncle one day Decided to pretend he passed out Dipped the helicopter forward For a few seconds She hasn't gone back up since Eh, Your uncle should lose his pilot's license Nobody finds that funny the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, this, <laughs> I don't know why you would be embarrassed about this. It's just like the coolest thing you can do in your 30s. It says, my boss Mike wishes that he stuck with skateboarding as a kid. When he was in his late 30s, he tried to pick it up again, but ended up shattering his ankle trying to do a kickflip. He ended up missing months of work and was too embarrassed to tell anyone how he did it. Huh. No, nah, I would own that also shout out to cam at costco liquor in south edmonton he's an incredibly friendly guy with great customer service (laughs) shout out to cam thank you for that uh this is from malcolm i wish that i would have bought my childhood home when my grandparents offered to sell it to me in my 20s it's a heritage home in belgravia on a huge lot god i love that neighborhood my parents offered it to me for $70,000 in 2007. That's what they paid for it, which was a steal. That house today is probably worth six hundred to 700000 My mortgage is close to that. Malcolm. Eh, hindsight, Malcolm. Thank you for that. Uh, on another topic altogether, I want to float this out there because I would like to talk about this on the show tomorrow morning. We had John on On Sonic's mystery word Just after 8 o'clock this morning And John was an absolute delight He didn't win the money He guessed whirlpools As the mystery word I think that's been guessed already But then when we started talking to John It turns out that he had uh, Quit his job And he was hoping to use the money The $22,000 plus To um, help support him While he embarks on his brand new career Professional wrestler I'm not even kidding. Like, he's even got a stage name. He, you know, we were asking him what's it like to get hit with a folding chair. He went into great detail. It was absolutely interesting because I didn't think that was a real thing people did. And one of the questions I asked him was like, how did your parents handle it when you told them you were quitting your job to become a professional wrestler? And uh, he said took a while for them to warm up to it. So I think what we should do on the show is we should talk about the hardest thing you ever had to tell your parents. Hardest thing you ever had to tell your parents or your family, based on the conversation we had with John this morning. John said that his significant other, they were very supportive. His parents, eh, like I said, they had to warm up to it.
2: The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast.
1: And it's a pleasure right now to be joined by Harna Ryan Singh. He is a play-by-play announcer for Hockey Night in Canada and Sportsnet. He's actually doing all the play-by-play right now, you're hearing, for the Oilers games. He did it in the first round versus L.A. He's doing it versus Las Vegas right now. And Harnoran, first of all, thank you for being here. I've always had this fascination with with, uh, play-by-play callers because I don't think people appreciate how difficult a job that is. And for you, still being a relatively young guy to have risen through the ranks to get to Hockey Night in Canada and you're calling all these big games and right now you're calling a series with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl playing at the top of their games. There's a lot of eyeballs on this and I just think it's awesome. And I have so many questions. The first and most obvious question for me is when you're calling a game, you're kind of sitting there flying by the seat of your pants and there's a big booming hit or Connor McDavid does some ridiculous dangle. How do you not start swearing? How do you not just drop an F bum and be like, Oh
3: my God,
1: how does that not come out of your mouth? (laughs)
3: Yeah, you know what, um, it's, uh, first of all, it's such a thrill, honour, privilege to be calling these games, um, and it, this is a dream come true for me, uh, you know, I grew up in, in Alberta um, during a time when, uh, you know, there wasn't anybody who looked any anywhere remotely close to me who was uh, a part of media or sports television, and so... The chances of me making it this far were slim to none, and so I'm very grateful for for having um, you know gone through the hoops to get here. Um, but yeah, in terms of those big moments, I mean that's what we that's what you live for in in this gig. Um, it is very fast paced, right? You're you're processing um, so much information, a hundred miles an hour. Um, there's you know your producers talking to in your in your ears. Um, you're listening to your color commentator, you're trying not to miss anything, Um, and it's very fast-paced, and, and yeah, there's a a lot going on uh, behind the scenes, too. But, yeah, in those big moments, you just want to be able to be the voice that complements what's happening on the ice, right? So it's like, um, in in McDavid, uh, he is just uh, the most special player in the world, the most gifted player in the world, the most exciting player in the world. So when you're calling games with Connor McDavid in and you're on the edge of your seat, anything can happen at any moment. He makes something out of nothing. And so, yeah, you want to just be able to be there in that moment and capture it, right? And so, yeah, of course, uh, you're trying to avoid... uh, any f-bombs or anything like that but i'm pretty good i don't have that i don't have too much of a potty mouth so i'm able to steer away from that but uh it's it's definitely a thrill
1: i bet uh what would you say is there like a a a part to the job that is a lot harder than maybe people realize is it studying the lineups and learning the numbers and the names like what would you say is the hardest part of doing play-by-play
3: yeah, that's that's definitely a part of it. I mean, there there are so many numbers. Like, if you think about like a number, like a random a twenty six and a twenty eight, and it, and the the player is on the far side of the ice with their back facing uh, the other way. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell from the from the arm or the shor- shoulder if that's an eight or a six, and and you have to read. You know, a lot of times you're reading body language or even facial recognition software in your own mind as to who the players are. And, um, you know, it's so fast out there. So the, the hardest part would be actually tip in goals. Sometimes a shot from the point, there's a ton of traffic in front. You know, sometimes you see what it hits. Sometimes you don't, but you've got to be on it as soon as possible to figure out who actually scored. And you want to be as accurate as possible. Right. So those are some of those moments where, um, where there's a there's a challenge, uh, but uh, still a lot of fun. And you know, I've grown up watching hockey and being immersed in hockey my entire life. So uh, this is one of those uh, jobs where it doesn't even feel like a job. So I'm very lucky to be doing it, and I hope to be doing this uh, for the rest of my life.
1: In a lot of the NHL rinks, you would be doing your thing up in like the catwalk. You're up in the rafters looking down. This one, you're. At the top of the first bowl, and when the building gets a little quiet like it did after game three, you know, are you a little aware of how loud you're talking and <laughs> people might come up the yeah. stairs or start tapping you on the shoulder?
3: And then you know what? You hit the nail on the head with that. Like, that's exactly how it was. And I was even thinking to myself in that moment, I even ended up mentioning it once or twice that I said, like, Vegas Golden Knights have silenced this crowd because in my three seasons of doing this on the English side, like I don't even remember that happening much at all in in, in this arena. And to the Oilers, um, I don't think I'd ever call a game where the Oilers got blown out at home. Like that's how rare it is. And and seeing the fans exiting and going up the stairs, you know, with five minutes left, and I'm yeah, I'm talking loud. I, I actually had that exact thought. I'm like, holy smokes, these guys are probably. Like hearing what I'm saying as they're <laughs> going up, right? So it's such a unique vantage point, but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything because you're so close to the action. The game feels so much more faster. Um, I think you're more kind of immersed in it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of rising out of my seat for every McDavid uh, breakaway um, as well, and so it's it's really cool. It's unique, and I and yeah, you're. It's much easier to tell kinda who's who from this vantage point instead of being right up near the roof.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And now we know for sure that the series is going to at least a game five, which means you have to go back to Vegas. Oh no. Those off days in Vegas must be pretty rough.
3: <laughs> you know what? Uh yeah, we we uh tried tried like I mean to be honest with you, Bryce, we were there from Tuesday to Sunday Uh, By the end of it, it felt like I was in Vegas for a month, because Vegas can be pretty, like, I mean, it's a great city, there's a lot going on, the vibe there is like, you know, it's like none other, but, um, you know, normally, like, three days in Vegas is good, it's a lot, you get your, (laughs) you know, uh, you get your time's worth, and you, you spend a lot of money, but it felt like we were there for a month, but we still... You know, we had some off days, so we hit up a comedy show. We we hit up a magic show. Saw David Blaine in person. So there was a. We were able to use uh, some of that time um, for some fun stuff. But the off days is still, you know, it's kind of busy because they're both teams are practicing, and there's a lot of media um, availabilities and that kind of stuff. And you're you're still getting your prep in. So the playoffs are a grind in that sense because it's. Um, Go go go, and then yeah, there is a lot of travel. But yeah, it's kind of funny to, you know, your your wife's checking in with you. So what are you up to on this off day in Vegas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got one of those three foot tall margaritas around your neck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean what a what a vibe, right? It's just everybody's there to have a crazy time right it's uh it's a it's a pretty interesting city i was even thinking i was there for that long bryce i was like contemplating looking up the history of vegas to like who the heck decided to make the city the way it is and and all that right it's it's quite fascinating
1: it is and you wouldn't have to go back that far in history to find out too i think like back in the 50s or something it was a dirt road and now look at it
3: yeah yeah that's exactly like my first google search brought up uh the the picture of the strip where there's just like absolutely nothing there it's crazy how much uh, has developed and is continuing to develop, de- develop there thanks
0: for listening to the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast same music by Garner Andrews guests
3: of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled Mmm, mystery candy